0: Father, we have gathered this morning to worship. And wow, have we been doing that. And, um, but Lord, it isn't about us. Our worship is about you. It's about looking to you, uh, fixing our eyes on you, glorifying you. It's all about you. Thank you, Lord, for being in our midst this morning. Today we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And everything that we believe hinges on the truth of the resurrection thank you lord for the privilege of gathering i pray that as we turn to your word for just a few minutes that you would speak to our hearts in jesus name we pray amen good morning i am so glad that you chose to worship with us this morning and those of you who are joining us online And uh, my understanding is this room is full, completely full with COVID restrictions. The FLC, the overflow is completely full. But uh, also right now, four minutes ago, our Kindred campus launched for the very first time this morning. So they are worshiping right now too. So we're super excited about that. So everybody say hi, Kindred. They can't hear you, but I thought that'd be fun. Today is a day of celebration. We celebrate knowing that on Resurrection Day 2,000 years ago that Jesus conquered death. You know, on Friday, he said, it is finished. But on Sunday, he said, do not be afraid. And he said, peace be with you. And he said, go into the world and preach the good news. When I think of the resurrection, I think of a lot of things, but I think of this one word, and it's the word hope. Hope and I recognize with each passing day just how much I need hope. Because hope is assurance. I've taken the word hope and I made it into an acronym to help teach us how any ounce of hope that we have in this life is because Jesus has been raised from the dead. And let me just say it another way, if Jesus had not been raised from the dead, we would be absolutely hopeless. How does the resurrection give us hope? First of all, the resurrection offers us healing. That's the H. Romans 4.25 says this, He was handed over to die because of our sins, and He was raised to life to make us right with God. So simply to say, because of our wrongdoings or because of our sin, Jesus was literally handed over to die according to God's plan. This was the Father's plan. And in, in God's eyes, He sent His Son to die to accomplish two things at the very same time. And the first was to satisfy his wrath against mankind. So if you could imagine, because of our wrongdoings, because of our sin, uh, God had this wrath that that needed to be poured out upon the sin. And that's the first thing that Jesus accomplished. The second was to demonstrate his love toward sinners. That's me. That's you. And, And the cross was an act of mercy and an act of grace. All at the same time, it was mercy because he did not get, we didn't get what we deserved, that Jesus took our place and and he took the brunt of God's wrath for our sin. And it was grace because we got what we didn't deserve, his unconditional love and his forgiveness. And someone might say, I was made right in God's eyes through the cross But how do we know that the death of Jesus was effective in declaring us right with God? Because that's what we want to know. We know because God showed us his approval by raising Jesus from the dead. And in doing so, I want you to think of it like this. God gave us kind of a receipt. Proving that the death of Jesus wasn't all for nothing. It wasn't a waste of time. The resurrection tells us that the payment that Jesus made on the cross was enough and that it was acceptable to God. The resurrection is our receipt. Our only proof that we can be set free from the penalty of sin. The resurrection says there is hope because you have been healed. When a person chooses to follow Christ at that very moment, They're no longer a slave to sin. God put his love on the line by offering his son. And while the cancer, imagine this, it's like the cancer of sin inside of us while we were still sinners, right? Christ died for us. That cancer of sin, while it was still spreading in our bodies, there is healing through the cross. And it's validated through the resurrection. Psalm 103, 10 says this. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. And so hope offers healing. The second one is the resurrection provides an oasis. And how about you? Just that word uh, in the midst of what we've been through this last year, that word oasis. John 20 verse 19, 20 says this. On the evening of that first day of the week when the disciples were together, with the doors locked, for in fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, "'Peace be with you.'" And after he said this, he showed them his hands, and he showed them his side, and the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. An oasis is a place of refuge. An oasis is a safe haven. An oasis is a sanctuary, and it provides this calming effect in the midst of chaos. Everything Jesus says and promises is made true because of the validation of the resurrection. Without the resurrection, Jesus just had a lot of good things to say. Without the resurrection, Jesus just said a lot of good things. The resurrection made the words of Jesus believable. And when Jesus approached his disciples who were afraid, And they were hiding in this room. He said to them, Peace be with you. And they were standing and they were looking at the resurrected Christ face to face. There was no way of denying it, there was no reason to question him. He was offering them peace. Psalm 91, 1 and 2 says, Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, He's my fortress my God in whom I trust. And so when you think about this idea of oasis, this this idea, uh, idea of refuge or a sanctuary or a safe haven from the Old Testament all the way through the New Testament, we're invited into this oasis with God. Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you, shalom. Kind of a military statement at ease. Imagine Jesus meeting you in the midst of your anxiousness and saying to you, at ease. Or in the midst of your fear, and he says to you, at ease. I I find myself needing that reassurance more than I would like to admit, and in this life, We're not gonna see Jesus walk through walls. We're not gonna encounter him in person, but he refuses to just let us live, not knowing that there is an oasis, there's a refuge. Jesus said in so many words in Matthew 11, 28, maybe you can relate to these words, are you tired? Are you worn out? Come to me and I will show you rest. Jesus went to the cross and was raised from the dead so you and I can be forgiven and live free, no longer bound by the things of this world, no longer gripped by the anxiousness of the unknown, no longer gripped by fear. And so the resurrection is hope because hope offers healing and because hope provides an oasis. And third, the resurrection gives us purpose, in life. Matthew 28, 18 and 20 says this, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. So the resurrection also gives us purpose. The life we are living isn't all for nothing. It isn't a waste. The resurrection of Jesus is our promise that li- the life that we are living is not in vain. We have significance both in the here and now and we have significance in eternity. Our lives have purpose. Our purpose comes from our why. Why are we here? Why did God put us on this earth right now in this place at this time? And the resurrection answers that question of why. Why? to go and make disciples. Without the resurrection, we have no why. With no why, we have no purpose. Judy Posine, whom many of you know, have uh, been a part of this church for many years and she's worked in the office for many years, um, is very sick with cancer. And she recently told me, just a couple days ago, she said, Pastor, I'm telling everybody about Jesus. Everybody I come encounter with, I'm, I'm just saying it. I, I've just got this boldness, and I'm, I'm, I'm just telling people about Jesus. If I'm at the store, if I just encounter somebody, she said, she'll say things like, do you know Jesus? Do you know where you're going when you die? Do, do you have a personal relationship with Jesus? And she'll say, I'm just preaching the gospel over and over again. And then this really sweet thing she said, she said, Pastor, is that, is that okay for me to do? And I said, is it okay? Yeah, it's okay. I wish... We were all doing that. That's our purpose in this life. Every believer and follower of Christ shares the same foundational purpose. We're put here to share the gospel. We're surrounded by people who have no hope. Do you know them? And we have the answer. His name is Jesus. Jesus. The resurrection is hope because it offers healing. It provides an oasis. It gives a purpose. And lastly, it promises us eternity. John eleven twenty five. 25, Jesus promised, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even though they die like everyone else, will live again. I'm the resurrection and the life, whoever believes in me. Maybe you were here a few weeks ago when I said that eternity is not a place. It's a timeline, and it's a timeline that we're all on. And for a believer, heaven is our eternal home. And with the eternal timeline in mind, let's consider what Jesus was saying. He he used this word resurrection again, and it literally means this, this idea of standing up again, or figuratively, a moral recovery. That's what it means. Jesus was claiming to be both Lord of our life and death. Jesus has the power to raise physical life, as we see here in this passage, but he also has the power to raise a life to moral recovery as well, meaning he has the power and the authority to change a person who was once dead in their sins to be made alive in him. Simply said, the resurrection in relation to eternity gives us a morally recovered life right now, And when we die, it gives us a new life in his presence. Do you know Jesus? There's different people here this morning and maybe you're here, many of you, and you say, yeah, I know Jesus. I remember when I surrendered my life to him. I remember when I chose to follow him. There are some of you maybe here or joining us online that might be saying right now, no, I don't know Jesus. I don't have a relationship with Jesus. There are some of you here right now that say, well, I remember the day and the time and maybe the season of my life when I, when I surrendered my life to him, but man, have I strayed and, and I'm far from God. It doesn't matter where you're at, but here's the truth. Through the resurrection, the truth of the resurrection, the validation of the resurrection, God is calling you home. And so even if you're a man, you're a faithful follower and you're with him every single day and you're, and you're following him with your life, you've surrendered your life, he's calling you to stay there in that fellowship. And for everyone else, maybe you've strayed and he's saying, hey, today, today's the time. Right now I'm working on your heart. Or if you don't know him, maybe you have this sense right now that the Holy Spirit is stirring in your heart and you're like, I don't have, I don't have any of this hope that you're talking about. In fact, I'm hopeless. I don't sense the healing from my sin. I don't sense this oasis. I certainly don't feel like I have purpose. And I'm concerned about my eternity. Is that you? If you fall into any one of those categories, um, I will just say this again. I'll I'll be right down here in front um, as we continue to worship here in a minute. And if you just want to talk and you just want to come down and, and say, hey, I got a question. Or can you help me get back to where I once was or any of those things? Just come down and talk. Or you'll notice people around, they're they're ushers, or um, elders, or pastors, or they'll have little name tags on, and you can just grab one of them, too. Or um, just grab the person next to you, if you don't even know them. Just say, hey, can you help me? And they might turn around and say, no, can you help me? Right? And if it's both of you, then we'll get you help. We'll have a conversation with you. We'd love to do that. Let me leave you with this one thing, and then we'll go back into some more worship. It's this idea of celebrating this hope, this idea of hope. My encouragement to you is today and this week, celebrate the healing, the oasis, the purpose, and the eternity that we have in Jesus. You have because the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Father, thank you for this morning, and we just want to continue to celebrate uh, the hope that we have in you. And I pray right now, Lord, whether it's here, whether it's in the FLC, whether people are in their homes, whether they're in kindred, Lord, I pray right now that through the Holy Spirit that you are drawing people to yourself, and you are reminding them, and maybe for the very first time, you're introducing them to your son Jesus and the hope that they can have in this life. There are people here right now that have tried everything. There are people right here right now that are on the edge, and they don't know what life is going to look like when they leave here or tonight or tomorrow. God, would you do what only you can do? Thank you, Lord, for your word. In Jesus' name, amen.